And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast, the only podcast dedicated to table topping Yeovil Town Football Club. Joining me tonight is Ben Barrett. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm all right, how are you? Good, thank you. And the only man, perhaps not the only man, but the only man here who has seen every single Yeovil Town League defeat this season, Mr. David Coates. League defeat. You caveated that one, didn't you? Nicely, I did. Yeah. Yes, I've also I've yes. also seen an FA Cup defeat, but uh, yeah, but I you mean, haven't just... seen the, the FA Trophy defeat against Torquay. I, I was all set to tell you you were fake news, and then you then you threw in the word <laughs> league defeat. Yeah, I'm just waiting for you to say my record speaks for itself. To be honest with you, Dave, I, but... I'm I'm not rising to the bait tonight. Okay, good. I feel like, I feel, good. I feel like you might I don't think <laughs> rise to the bait at some point. We will see, won't we? We will see whether I turn into a, what's an angry looking fish? A pike? It's fairly angry, isn't it? And Alex, actually, he's just had a late equaliser ruled out for offside. That's an angry looking fish. Mm. I don't know. He's, he's such a nice guy, isn't he? He is, isn't he? he? I don't think he can really get angry. No. Um, yeah. Isn't it always the way how just after a team has secured its safety in a division, they switch off on their holidays, go on, start, lo- start losing games of football. Now we're safe. Now we're staying up. <laughs> yeah. so we're on the beach. We're on the yeah. beach already. I was, I was wondering where that one was going. I was to... <laughs> now that we're safe, we can't get relegated. Switch off. It's all over. Mission accomplished. There you go. There you go. It's always the way, isn't it? Always the way. Yeah. I jest, of course. I jest, of course. Um, I listened in. I listened in to Ian Randall and the most geezery geezer of all the geezers on COCOMs, England C. Goalkeeper coach of 20 and, years, by the way. And assistant. He's assistant as well, isn't he? I can only assume he was scouring over the quality ahead of the England C uh, squad announcement probably this week. Um, so, yeah, um, absolute geezer. Um, I didn't think England C was still a thing. It is still a thing. And they will announce a squad this week ahead of a game against Wales C on an upcoming Tuesday in March that nobody else is allowed to play on, which right. every team's got loads of games to squeeze in somewhere, and there's a Tuesday that nobody's allowed to play on. Well, cheers, Vanarama. Based on uh, based on voice, or I can't imagine you're going to be picking too many of ours. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought. Maybe Joe Day. Where's well, he Goldie coach? So he's probably looking at Joe Day and the yeah. other chap at the other end. Mm. Yeah, we'll talk about him. I'm sure. Go on then. So how was it? it? Yeah. Do what? <laughs> how was it? Right? How was it? How was it? Well, yeah, how uh... was your fifth league defeat of the season? <laughs> uh, I'm not rising to it. I'm still not rising to it. The um wasn't wasn't my fifth league defeat of the season. But um it was a long way, as uh, <laughs> as most of these trips tend to be. Mm. I uh 
Yeah, I, I, I had to, I had to break it up. Are you not going to do uh, team news and then? Are we not? Is there no structure to this? We're just free flowing, are we? It's just, just because we're trying to story. trying to make your bite at this stage. We'll get to the proper stuff in a minute. We right, just want you okay. to, we just want you to nibble. Okay, well, I'm not, I'm not giving you one. Okay, that's worth a try. It was worth a try. Um, team news: the noobs was back up top. He was back in. Whittle was back on the bench. Good, and Cooper was back on the bench. It felt like a fairly obvious set of team changes with Young yep. missing. Yep, yep, yep. All, all um, like you say, uh, Jordan Stevens. I mean, I, I. Uh, seen Jordan Stevens start a game, had I? I don't think I had. No, because he's uh, started home games. Um, but uh, did you see him? Did you see him start the loss against having at Waterlooville? I can't remember the bloody team from the end of August. Can I? No, he so, was he was injured then, wasn't he? Yeah. Is this is this what is this what you were talking about before I joined? You're just gonna get like how many times could you say it before you buy? <laughs> Correct. I'm not going to give you the pleasure. Okay. We'll um, see. <laughs> we'll see. He's carrying on. Um, yes, like you say, uh, given what we had available, I think that was probably uh, the best, the the, the 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 only real team that we um, we could have put out. I can't imagine there's too many on the bench that were fully fit that you would have um, you would have put in in the side. I think the fact that Alex Whittle didn't make it on the pitch at all, despite Jay Falston getting a little bit of a torrid time from uh, what I thought was um, uh, their best player, Jermaine Fran- Francis. Jermaine? Yeah, Jermaine Francis down the right side. Um, uh, probably told you everything we need to know about Alex Whittle's fitness, I would say. He's got an illness, isn't he, rather than an injury. Um, Charlie Cooper could only assume was, uh, it was too soon for him as well. But yes, we started with Sam Pearson through the middle. Uh, I still don't get it. He, he, he was up against a guy who is at least a foot and a half taller than him. Um, and there are a number of occasions where we were expecting him to uh, to win headers uh, against said giant. And he was a giant. Um, it, it, everything that he did apart from put a header over in the second half, um, I thought he did far better coming in from a wide position, even if he went, he, he, he picked up the ball sort of uh, away from goal more centrally and then pulled out wide and, and then cut inside. I thought he looked uh, far more effective uh, in that position. But then your obvious um, answer to that is, well, why don't we just stick Frank through the middle? But I thought Nublé looked better when he was out wide as well. So we, we got lots of players, is it? Uh, Man, Man City won a, won a league title without having any out-and-out strikers, didn't they? They didn't have a number nine. So um, maybe maybe that's the uh, the way we're going for it. Go on, tell me why I'm tactically wrong. No, I'm not going to tell you why you're tactically wrong. I'm going to ask you how you would tactically change it. Would you have started with someone as a focal point, knowing we were away from home, knowing that we would likely be up against a couple of bigger defenders? We have our way of playing. We have our set way of going about things. Would you have started with, if they were available, Hyde, Thomas, or as he was available, Fisher? Hindsight, I know, 2020, but... Would a focal point of the attack have been a more preferable way of going about things? I certainly wouldn't have started like that because, as you say, we're 
12 points now, top of the league, uh, clear at the top of the league for a very good reason. And the way we've got to 12 points clear at the top of the league is the way is the way that we played. I would say, however, that in the first half, it didn't really look... Well, it, until we changed it, it didn't ever really look like it was going to work. Um, now, as we all know, of the three of us, I'm the fourth most uh, tactically uh, astute person here. So uh, I, I couldn't honestly tell you what uh, what I would have done differently. But when Mark Cooper did something differently and brought Alex Fisher on, it changed. Uh, it changed. And, and, and I think um, they then change i mean we're getting into second half now aren't we but um but they they then change as well but i think in in the first half the joy that we had came from from wider positions it was definitely um a tactic to try and find dylan morgan and um uh jordan stevens in the wide positions but there were lots of yeah i i, I call me um well call me whatever you want to call me but banging balls into the box and seats and having people in there to do it seems to be a good way to some might finish that sentence lose the ball some might finish that sentence of create chances but we didn't really have anybody in there uh i found myself yearning for reese murphy at uh more than one occasion during uh during that first half but saying that they, I think, I think it was our mistakes which led to the, the chances that they had. Um, I don't know if you've seen the highlights, but that mm. particular Jay, Jay Falston, who I said did have a, a, a bit of a torrid time against a very good player. Um, so I, I won't give him too much grief about that. Um, d- uh, dallied, I don't know, did he know he was there? Um, and um, uh, relied on on Joe Day to get him out of uh, get him out of jail with a very smart. Player. He gets down very well mm. for a, such a big guy, doesn't he? I yeah. do. I, yeah. I know. I, I mean, I'm I'm no physicist, um, and I know gravity is a thing, but yeah, <laughs> when that man falls, he falls very quickly. Um, and then the from the resulting corner, I think it was Alexander who I'd um, mentioned beforehand. Mm. Who, uh, yeah, got the uh, put put a header just over. So I think they definitely had the better chances, but I think we um, gave them uh, the the chances that they had. We did say on um, Friday, didn't we, that this was going to be uh, a game that was settled probably by one goal. Funny thing, mm-hmm. uh, and probably by one piece of magic, one um, yeah, mistake. Uh, and so it proved to be. Yeah. We had our it... pot shots though, didn't we? It felt like listening on the radio, it was, it sounded a bit similar to the Western game, certainly. Um, the way they were talking on commentary, it felt like Chelmsford were quite happy to let us have the ball and hold their shape while we knocked it around. But I think that from the highlights, is it Morgan has a shot from distance which goes wide? And worthy as that yeah. worthy as that one from effort out what from far out that the keeper tips over. Yeah. But nothing 
nothing clear no, cut nothing from the highlights. Cut. No, no, I think yeah, I think Morgan has one, and then Frank goes uh, sort of piling in the, there, but I can't quite get to it because because the keeper spells it. But yeah, that was that was really it uh, in that first half as far as our attacking play was concerned. And I think that I was I was looking at the numbers again from the sort of the in play stats analysis that comes through and I, I don't think it quite adds up but we had significantly more quote dangerous attacks than Chelmsford in the game significantly more and yet we had significantly less shots and shots off or on target to the point where it's listed only one shot on target and one shot off target for the entirety of the game presumably the on target one is the Will Dawes one in the second half which we'll, we'll talk about I'm sure feels a bit light compared to what I was hearing if I'm honest with you, but yeah. does that say a little bit about what Mark Cooper was talking about post-match about how there are crosses in the box, there's things going on, but we haven't, we didn't have somebody who was just desperate to get on the end of it. We didn't have someone willing to stick their head in where it hurt, stick their foot in, make a chance out of nothing or, or follow up on a second delivery or whatever. Did we just miss that that literal final piece of the jigsaw? Um, yes. I, I mean, if uh, I know it's a, a, a pointless if to talk about because he wasn't there, but but if you did have a Reese Murphy there, mm. somebody who had that that, but uh, it, it it would have been a very different game. Somebody who has that instinctive edge about them and. Let's be honest. None of our attacking players are that, are they? Yeah. We've got we've got um, Pearson, Stevens, um, you know, Morgan, who who are all you know good players. And and Sam Pearson again did you know ran his ran his, his socks off to quote uh, Chris Argrees. <laughs> Frank came into came into it more in the second half. He, I, I don't think he did an enormous amount in the first half. Uh, to be fair to him. Uh, Stevens didn't have his greatest game as well. Morgan in little little flashes, but you really were looking for that that someone with a bit of um, clinical clinical edge, and, and I don't think they particularly had anybody mm. either who, who who was like that. I'd, I I would say they're they're the better side. Um, I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to live in a world where I think social media is the truth, but listening to their fans go. Ah, uh, you were played off the pitch. Uh, that's a bit. That's a bit far. Um, uh, that's definitely a bit far. I mean, they. I think they deserved their win, mostly, but not most. we didn't play well. They took a chance. Yeah, that's football, isn't it? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I there wasn't there wasn't a huge amount uh, in the game in the um in the first half. So you popped in my head, Sonny Cox. Yeah, Sonny. If you stick yeah. Sonny Cox up there. Just he it goes quiet for twenty minutes, but he just knows where the six yard box is, knows where the penalty spot is, and just finds himself in the right areas. And there are a couple of times on the highlights where it was crying out for someone to just be in the right place and just have that knowledge of where to be, and the ball will find its way to you because our creators are good enough. I feel, in fact, I know we've seen it so many times this season. We are a very creative bunch just needed someone to be in the right place at the right time which is i think probably easier said than done 
when yeah. you're missing Murphy, Hyde, et cetera, et cetera, Jordan Young to put a perfect delivery in and things like that. So it's been a while since the Mighty Gloves ruined my weekend, um, which is a, a nice feeling in a weird way because they don't do it very often. Um, but it's been a strange one, hasn't it? And yet we'll talk about the goal in a minute and the specifics of, of sort of the unlucky chances. But throughout that game, I found myself looking more at the other scores. I don't know about anyone else, but there was a point in the first half where Worthing were losing, we were drawing, nobody else in the top seven was winning. I was like, if this, if we can find a way here, this, this is it. It's over. It's done. It's dusted. And I'm reminded that when you're feeling like that, and not a lot changes by the time you get to full time, um, it's still a good place. It's still a rather good place to be, isn't it? Yeah, yes. I yeah. At the end of uh, at the end of the game, I went into full happy clapper mode uh, because <laughs> I I don't get well, <laughs> I don't get many opportunities to applaud these players. Um, it's because you it's because you only see them lose, right? Is that right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Still not biting. Okay. The uh, <laughs> um, I don't get many uh, opportunities to applaud these players because I live ridiculously far away from where they are so take every opportunity to applaud them not not necessarily for anything that they did on saturday <laughs> but generally for everything that they've done uh this season because i like i say i i said i think my first conclusion was this is not this is not a moment for panic um, no. and i noticed the first facebook comment on that was someone panicking but there we go um <laughs> uh that's the, uh, that's the Facebook comment section for you, mate. Exactly. Yeah. Good old Tim. But um, yeah, it, uh, it, 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 it genuinely isn't. I mean, I think if if we'd have had a fully fit Alex Whittle, that, that would have helped definitely um, with uh, Francis on the right hand side, who, who again, I think was a, was, a, was a threat. If we'd have had a Charlie Cooper in midfield, that have made a huge difference probably would probably would have made a difference i think um but yeah it is the it is the sensible if we'd have had ollie thomas there um and 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 that's was the most positive thing that i took from mark cooper's um uh post match was the fact that that ollie thomas um well we 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 he's back in training is that what he said no it was just a ten, line. No, 10 days away at... i think yeah, he's back at Bristol City doing rehab and they'll let us have him back when they're happy. But he did say it was, I think he thought a couple of weeks ago, I'm sure he said it was going to be two months or so, but now mm. he's a bit more confident. He was a bit chipper after, not after this one, but after the previous one. I think he said 10 yeah. days and I, I'm not sure if he name checked the Avely game, but I think he's thinking that it's sooner rather than later, which would be Good news for depth, for options, for different ways of going about it. Yeah, I think if you're playing two games in 48 hours, that's where mm -hmm. you're going to be. And uh, I know this is a Friday chat rather than a uh, Monday chat, but um, yeah, he would be a very, a very welcome person to have that. Are you going to either Farnborough or Avery? Yes, Farnborough. Mm, sorry. Anyone's already bought their tickets. Apologies to you. Um, well, I will be in Qatar when we play Avely. So oh, we're um, going to win that one then. That's yeah. nice. There you go. Okay, good. Um, should we do the second half of this game? Okay. 
before we start talking about the other games that are coming up. Um, <laughs> well, I, I guess the best place to start is probably the crap goal that we conceded. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know as much as I do about that because you've seen exactly the same thing I did because all I saw was a sea of bodies from the other end of the page um, and then lots of people celebrating. So I had no view of what actually happened. Um, I'm saying yeah. it's more than William's own goal, I think, but I don't really know quite what was going on there because he seemed to be waiting for... Somebody like Joe he thought Day. Joe Day was going to come and get it yeah. and yeah. claim it, didn't he? Yeah. But as as you Joe well Day's know, got sight of rough, hasn't he? I think as you well know, I am a paid up card carrying member of the goalkeepers union. Mm-hmm. However, I think you've got Joe Day built like a brick poop house, six foot and everything else on top, and a ball off ahead of an attacker loops upwards fairly gently on the edge of the six-yard box. I'm wanting Day to come out and get that a hundred times out of a hundred. Doesn't have to claim it, can just punch it. But in that area, when that ball loops up, I think Morgan Williams is thinking, well, this is lovely. Because Joe Day's came, come and got every single one of those throughout the course of the season. And he'll just come and get the, oh no, wait, hang on, he's not coming, is he? Oh no, that's now behind me, where that guy is. I'm going to stick a boot out. It is a, it is a Williams' own goal. Joe Day, I, I, you are not going to find me throwing Joe Day under a bus anytime soon. The man's been a revelation, and the sooner he signs on permanently, the better. But he's got to come and get that for me. He has. Can't yeah. disagree. Yeah. Can't disagree. Um, and yeah, and uh, they had their chance, and they took uh, it. And yeah. our best chance was probably the one that got cleared off the line by um, a player playing mm. centre-half, wearing number 11. It's uh, a disgrace, yeah. shouldn't have been on the pitch, so. <laughs> I think he got booked during the game as well, so, Good. so that should have been his second booking, should Should have been, yep, correct. Yeah, should have been off by then. Uh, um, and then he fell over in the, in the tunnel. I don't know if you saw I that, think the, the, the doors chant wasn't The doors chance wasn't on the highlights, was it? Yeah. That's yeah. the one you just talked about. Yeah, that's the line. yeah but I didn't. I feel like I haven't seen that on the highlight package there. Oh, yeah. I've it's just watched the, I've just watched the same highlights as you and mm. yeah, yeah after after the game Robbie Simpson says something like I've no idea how he got there he had yeah. no right to get there keeper is beating all ends up and he's basically he's not even stopped it he's just kind of fallen in the way yeah tripped over himself I mean we've done nothing wrong there the build up to that play is lovely it's fallen to the right person somebody has put themselves in the right place at the right time yeah. to mop that up He's he scored. He he has scored. No one's done anything wrong on what is probably his weaker foot. It's a nice finish. <laughs> just someone's nice to find a way of getting his ankle in the way. Um, you, you can't you can't muck that. I I wanted to to highlight, and I'm not sure how close you were, Dave. To there's a chance at the end of the highlights package. It's a Sam Pearson header, and he goes back across goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. why is he not going for goal? Or, or, or he's got two players coming into the box. I think Worthy let him know um, fairly in no uncertain terms, not fairly uncertain terms, he definitely let him know um, that, you know, just nod it down to me and I'll bang well, it in. That's what he's yeah. trying to do. He's trying to nod it back. Yeah. For me, you're in a great position. Just go low at the near post. Mm. It's go low at that near post. Ah, 
that one that one i oh i couldn't believe it when i saw it couldn't believe it when i saw it um big moments big players murphy doesn't miss that no he he doesn't miss that opportunity sam pearson's right at the start of his career and again hasn't done an awful lot wrong so he's not going to be one to throw under the bus here but in those big big moments when you need someone to make perfect decisions that's well, what a youngster yeah. will 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 do occasionally not going to grumble too much because of the position we're in, the position he's helped, he's helped us get us in. But I did see that and just go, oh, no. Yeah. And uh, in my conclusions, I had a, a right old pop-up, whoever the linesman was. Um, and, yeah, I, I do think Alex Fisher probably was offside. Not probably was offside, he was offside. Um, yeah, I think so. He looks offside mm. from the angle we've got on a running track in between but yeah i can see why it was given do we have an offside problem because ian ran that lines man i well this is true but i felt listening to ian randall that the flag went up a lot and if that's because the linesman is horrific the linesman is horrific but there were a couple of occasions where the cockney geezer the goalkeeper coach was saying things like He's looking across the line. He's out wide. He's looking right across where he needs to be. There's no excuse to be offside there. And it was something I thought about in the last couple of home games. We have got a few offside decisions in us. Do we have a bit of an issue at staying onside? Has anyone else noticed this? Has anyone else thought this? Am I the only one worried about how often this flag's going up? Good. I'm the only one. Excellent news. Move on. That's fantastic news. I don't know. I mean, the, there was there was loads against Western, mm. um, but sat next to our analyst, he was rolling it back and saying he's onside. <laughs> mm. There were so many offsides that were onside on Tuesday night against Western that, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just football. I think. Yeah. With well, it, those players that know that if they play on the last man, yeah, they can get in behind and make something happen, and they're playing as close to the line as possible, and yeah, just going to get flagged a lot, aren't they? I, I think it might just be that it gets given to the defending team a bit more often, and we're twelve points clear at the top of the league. What advantage do we need? Yeah, devil's advocate would say Jordan Stevens. Give the other guy a yard because you're quicker. Give him, give him, just give him more leeway. We, All we of them. Are. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. We, we just need to think about that a little bit. Don't give terrible referees and assistants the excuse because it stifles momentum. It does halt chances, and it just it just crept in my mind. And I wanted to bring it up. I wanted to flag it, but if it's not a problem as I thought it was, great news. Ben wanted to flag the offside flags. Ah, uh, I see. I, I was. I'm glad you noticed the line. Yeah. I'm glad you noticed the line. I was going to go Ray, but uh, yeah, it's been a long day. I've driven from Cambridge today, so that's a that's a long way. Mm. But it can is. I say that one of my favourite parts of the whole journey is the A14. If you want to drive on a beautifully smooth road, drive on the A14. It is a wonder. It is an asphalt wonder. Let me tell you that. Okay. Okay. There you go. You're. Weekly road recommendation from yeah, both coats. Check it out. 
Um, um, Mark Cooper said the referee performance was the worst in his 40-year career of playing and managing. Dave, was it the worst officiating that you've seen in your, not career, but time <laughs> watching him uh, football? It, it it wasn't it wasn't great. I mean, I watch football through green tinted spectacles, don't I? Um, so, but there were definitely a number of the 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 linesman who wound me up more than anything else. Um, was just just gave decisions which were obviously wrong. He gave um goal kicks when they were obviously corners. He didn't flag for fouls and then did flag for fouls. Um on them um which were exactly the same things um there, there were there was definitely a couple of our players got kicked up in the air um is it sour grapes to say that there's a there's a i know sort of uh some campaign is that right against yeovil probably the wrong word isn't there vendetta um, I think it probably is. Uh, it definitely sounds like sour grapes, but it wasn't great. But it's the national league, isn't it? So yeah, rule one. Rule one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we haven't really spoken about Alex Fisher and his uh, contribution to the game, which I definitely think we we a hundred percent change tactics and rather than playing long balls up to uh, Sam Pearson. Um, play long balls out to Alex Fisher, which is far more likely to have a um, have an impact. Now I know everyone's going to go. He didn't bloody score though, did he? Not that they'll do it in a northern accent, obviously. But um, what's that? Yeah, it was Ben. It was me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I didn't say that, people. No, no, I did. I didn't say. I, I I didn't say you did, did I? No, but this was audio only. That could have been me. Oh, okay, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I don't think I my northern accent. Uh, as much as I like to pretend that I haven't got one, uh, and and people up here regularly tell me I haven't got one, um, I, I don't. You know. do have one. You do have one, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Not compared to some of the people I work with, I don't promise you. Uh, um, but yeah, he was. Uh, I thought showed what he can bring, and if he'd have scored that goal, which was offside, admittedly, got to get one right, haven't they? Um, then. It would have been, but why that one? Why that one? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it, it would have been, I, I think, the, the perfect uh, substitute appearance from him because I thought he did absolutely everything right, the usual work rate and all of that. And um, somebody said, if you paid me that much money, I'd run around um, as much as you like as well. But I think when you consider what Alex Fisher has been through. Uh, to come back and put himself as he does uh, in the way that he plays, puts himself in in harm's way. I, yeah, I I, I, would, I was very impressed by him. I have to say, would I start him? Um, I mean, Mark Cooper will have far better insight than I do as to uh, what's likely to uh, get us through either um, Barnborough or Avely, but. Uh, I think coming off the bench, he can he, he can still have an effect, and I think he did on Saturday. Obviously, not quite all of the effect we we had, but I think he deserves a, a mention for, for for what he did bring. And there you go, I've given him a mention. Joe Day as well made some 
good saves. Mm. Um, I think without him, we could have been on a two or three niller that one. Um, but we weren't. So that's his life. I suppose at the end of it all, just need a bit of perspective again, don't we? Yes. Like you said, Dave, no need to panic. No. Worthing lost. Chelmsford yeah. leapfrogged them, so the gap is 12 points. Yeah. Still with a game in hand. Just, just, it's fine. I mean, Mark Cooper said after, didn't he? I think you said the players have been great. He's, we're in a brilliant position. And we just got to remain calm. Yeah, absolutely. To the on to the next one. There's a week week between now and Farnborough, no midweek game, which is good. Um opportunity. Oh, Ben's got his hand up. No, we mid midweek game for us. But no. it's just about everyone else does play. Yeah. Which is interesting, which will put sort of and extra games, games in hand. <laughs> well, well potentially. And there are some significant games. Bath Braintree significant. Uh Farnborough Chelmsford is significant. Um Taunton Western Supermare is postponed. Um Weymouth St Albans. Um, don't think we can ask much of Weymouth in that one, but um, and I think I'm right in saying that Chelmsford play Worthing next weekend as well. They do. Yeah. Um, after Is that at Chelmsford, no, it's Chelmsford Avely two days before we play Avely, right? And then Chelmsford Worthing is the fourth, so the fourth Monday, yeah, Monday, the same day we play Avely. Right. Chelmsford play Worthing. Is that at Worthing? No, at Chelmsford. So even that, you just think there's things here. Like I know it relies on us doing what we have to do, but both Chelmsford and Worthing can't win that. Chances are we'll know who the the you know it'll probably go down to a two horse race yeah. after that game, one way or the other. It'll probably decide it as to who's our challenger. So we'll talk about Farnborough at the weekend, I'm sure. But if I kind of, we kind of want Farnborough to do us a favour on Tuesday. They could win, have a couple of players sent off and injured. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah. Oh, there we go. We Before we take some it. questions, the website's back up and running. Yeah. Which means yeah. people can I... read about the fact that the Weymouth game has been moved to a one o'clock kickoff. Got onto our eye on us and said, Don't you realize that this is the only website dedicated to tabletop in Yeovil Town Football Club? Apart from and the official website, that sorted, sorted it out. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, the rather terse looking woman, uh, sorted you out. I've not seen, uh, I've not seen the terse looking woman. No, he's got like it's, it's... some like blonde hair and quite stern looking glasses. Terse? Okay. Would, would terse be a good description, Ben? I don't know no. what that word means. Um, oh, right. Stern. I... <laughs> yes, Stern's fine. Yeah. I'm not keen on the fact that they try and make Ionos sound like I own this in the catch line. Web hosting? I own this. No, I knew, no it doesn't quite work. No. No, it used, used to be one and one back in the day. Anyway, uh, enough about them. Yeah. Questions? Uh, right, let's take it here. Dan Howell, considering we played inside an athletics track, which four YTFC players would you have in your relay team? One current team and one all-time team. Um, current team? 
would have to be. I mean, you want quick, quick people, don't you? Right. Jordan Stevens has got to do the fourth leg. Yeah. If we're doing four by one hundred, Jordan Stevens has got to do the fourth leg, hasn't he? Will Dawes is pretty pacey. I think Will Dawes has got to, he's got to set you off. I think. Yeah. Start with uh, Dawes. He Dylan, hands it to. Dylan Morgan. Yeah, Dylan Morgan round the bend. Yeah. Do you want someone that's got? Um, I mean, Frank when he gets moving. Mm, that's a point. He can shift a bit. You can he can do the, have back, him on the back straight. Yeah. To the back straight, couldn't he? Yeah. Really get and, those legs bumping. And maybe uh, you know, stick an elbow out against someone, give someone a nudge if you if they if it's close. Yeah. Maybe we'll have Frank on the third leg then. Mm. And then uh, Steve Oda bring it home. Yeah. All time, Alan O'Brien. Yeah, he's gotta be in there. He's in there. He's the home leg. Um Jordan Green. Jordan Green. Jordan Green. Bit of Zoltan. Steiber could shift. I think Gawley. I think you need Gawley in there. Gawley, yeah, absolutely. Happy with that um, when Daryl Knight's them. rapid. Daryl Knight's was rapid, wasn't he? Mm. I think Gawley does your last leg, doesn't he? I think so. I think, can, can... I think I think Alan O'Brien has to see him. You reckon? Alan O'Brien. If you get Alan O'Brien into any kind of position, he will move. So what we're saying, Gawley starts. Gawley starts, yeah. Yeah. Then you're into tricky wide players. Jordan Green. Jordan Green. Zoltan. Zoltan. Alan O'Brien, see home. Yeah. Bosch. Okay. See you at the Olympics. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you think Alan O'Brien ever gets talked about anywhere <laughs> else other I... than this podcast about his pace? I hope that he like gets like a burning ear sensation every time he does, and he's going, oh, "That's weird. Someone must be talking about me again." Right. And it's all us. It's all you. Like <laughs> I can't remember the bloke. <laughs> Craig, Craig McCann. Craig, ask Craig McCann about him. He mm. will tell you that uh, Alan O'Brien. Every any any conversation with regards to pace, it will all that will always be his answer. He was quick. Mm-hmm. Don Jeans. Do you think our current style of play with the very slow build-up will work next season in the National League? Uh, there were lots of uh, conversations on the terrace on on, on Saturday about or what about next season. Um, and my response to all of them was, let's just get this season done first, eh? Mm. Um, so, as we all know, and as Joe Gay quite rightly agreed with me in his post-match press conference, nothing is won yet. Still he did start right. with, I agree with Dave. I just he left did. that bit out. Yeah, 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 that's quite right. Um, <laughs> he, he agrees with me that let's just get this season done. I, I think that we will have to change things um, next season. But but that's not that's not as much because of us. No. It's because we're not, we're not going to have teams shutting up shop and saying, exactly. break us down. We're not going to have that. We're not going to have. We're going to have teams going at us because we're no longer the the biggest team in the division. And so you're going to have people that are, have got better players and can give us a game. So actually, the style of play from our point of view might be more hold our shape a little bit more and break quickly. And you think about I mean, Morgan and Young, etc. It's what we did against Gateshead and what we did against Southend. Yeah. Um, I, I am. Um, of the thought that the current style of play that particularly we've seen in the last couple of games 
is probably due to some of the injuries that we've got yeah. and it's because of the quality we've got the like technical ability we've got where it's how we're getting through these games um and and managing it i just i don't think you know i don't think you can say on um before this that we've particularly played played it like that i think we did against um we did it against slough we did against western and we did this week but i just think it's thin squad if you keep the ball control the ball you got more chance of winning the game um but you just got to concentrate on those moments at the back and i think that's we it's about taking our chances when when they come and we've just not done that in no. particularly the weekend obviously it's <laughs> we won against western so that, you know yeah. Can't, and we didn't can't take complain. our chances. And um, yeah, yeah. What was the game? Slough we was the same, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Slough, where we uh, and uh, haven't as well. We had more chances, yeah. but we won the game. So yeah, <laughs> Tombridge was very close to being a three-all draw. Yeah, <laughs> it was a four-two win. It was, it's fine margins, and sometimes they go with you, and sometimes they don't. Um, and and that's fine. Our squad's good enough that enough of them will go for us. It's a good question, but I think that shows the or will show the adaptability of the squad and will probably change how we recruit in the summer and it will probably change the way we set up next season. We're going to have to be more defensive on a couple of occasions. We're going to have to be better at going to places and being horrible ourselves rather than going there and trying to assert because we're the best team in the division by a mile. I think there'll be moments, you know, I think we could, perhaps we could play like that in games in the National League mm. because... What will happen is players, the higher quality players, will come and try and get the ball off you rather than sit in and wait. And mm. if we can then, you know, beat that press and cut through, then that's that, that gets us. you in. But the other the other team, the teams we played, we played the last couple of games are quite happy to just hold their shape and and um you won't have yeah. But if you've got different four players there, I think it'll make the difference. I think and, that's the big thing, is and those Robbie's, four players. Yeah. Robbie Simpson said as much. He said, I was very happy with our play. Um, I was happy for us not to have the ball. I didn't want to press them too much and leave things open. He said as much. I mean, that's the that's obvious now. Teams are going to go, right, well, we'll be solid and try and take our one chance. Question from Lynn Freestone. Listening to Alex Fisher's post-match analysis, my young daughter suggested he would be a great person to read the CBB's bedtime story, as she says he speaks clearly and properly. I am Scottish, so dig at me. Who would you like to see slash hear do this, YTFC or not? Who do you want to read in the bedtime story? It's fa it's a fantastic point, by the way. Alex Smith is... Uh, Alex Smith. Alex, Alex Fisher. Smith. Alex Smith. We haven't had him for years. Alex Fisher... Um, he does speak very nicely, but I think we all know the answer to this, Dave. I think we all know whose I mean, dulcet tones I would quite happily have is read me the dictionary, let alone a CBB bedtime. Irish whiskey, isn't it? That's what mm. it is. Yeah. The answer is not Michael Smith. I don't understand the question. Correct. Correct. And if, if Dan's listening, could we have bedtime stories <laughs> Read by Michael Smith. on yeah. HP sources in the future. Just, yeah. just, just to finish them off, yeah. do the little outro vid and then just get a, a little, are you sitting comfortably with Alex Fisher one week and Michael Smith the next week. 
Just yeah. rotate those yeah. two. I've got some Julia Donaldson books they can borrow if you need them. Oh, yes. Let's make this happen. There we go. Uh, Jonathan Adams, do we follow the lead of the seagull bothering lot down the road and give £5 from the away ticket sales versus Torquay back to the club? Wonder if many will turn up otherwise or just save the money for home games. Wouldn't wish their situation on anyone. It's a noble gesture, isn't it? Um, mm. Could we not just give him a couple of quid for Aaron Jarvis instead? I was going to say, I think doing the same thing would probably look like we were just doing the same thing, wouldn't we? But and I, that... I, I, I remember if I go back a very long way to when I was but a lad um, and the world was in black and white, I um, uh, we had bucket collections for ourselves. Um, and I remember away fans chipping into that. I can't remember who it was we played, but yeah. Um, I mean, bucket collections probably don't really work these days, do they? Because no one carries coins except for Maidstone fans. So uh, that might not work, but but some kind of uh, people walking around with a um, electronic machine. Sale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Tap your card. I'd give them a tenner. I mean, you can you can't look at it if well when they signed Aaron Jarvis. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. I told the Chelmsford fan not to kick a man while he was down. I'm not gonna start doing it now. Okay. Uh Lee Riggs, could this loss actually be a good thing? Stops the overconfidence and we always bounce back after a loss. Don't think there's any overconfidence amongst the players particularly. I think it's just Dave, who's the overconfident one, despite going, watching us lose every I'm, time he goes. It's, it's a baffling thing, isn't it? The man sees nothing but misery and defeat, and yet he's got us winning the table by a blooming country mile. Still not rising. Don't unbelieve it. <laughs> um, I, will, I will say this, and I don't, I don't want to jinx thing because that would be a silly thing to do. I don't think we've lost back to back yet, have we? This season in the league. I saw us draw with Chippenham and then lose a Welling. <laughs> uh, no, what was it? It was, that, oh, how did that go? Wrexham? Was Wrexham and Welling? Wrexham, then it was, no, it was Bath City. Oh, Bath City was in between. I wasn't there, you're right, yeah. Um, although, did we play Welling before Wrexham? Can't remember. Uh, um, hang on. Welling, oh, we did go, yeah, Welling into Wrexham. But, yeah, yeah, we backed that up with a Bath City 1-0 win. So Dave is the, Dave has seen both. (laughs) He's seen our back-to-back defeats this season. Unbelievable. And he's going to the next game as well, right? Oh, for Jesus' sake. (laughs) The first back-to-back defeat in the league. (laughs) Courtesy of David (laughs) Cox. Uh, okay. Well, maybe a loss could. <laughs> Sometimes a loss can be a good thing. And like you said, we do bounce back mm. um, after defeats and go on a bit of a stretch again. So, and yeah. it's it's worth noting that we go into after Farnborough and Avely, which I know is a quick turnaround. It's Welling at home, relegation strugglers, Chippenham at home. You can kind of see if we can get if we can bounce back. 
you can see a run forming quite quickly with the fixtures we've got. I think we then have to go to Slough and Braintree, but then we're into the Easter weekend doubleheader and you're kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Pro Pilot would like to know who would be our most realistic option in terms of a striker signing? Probably Aaron Jarvis. Or Brad Ash, I suppose, one of those two. Without having a massive scour through the attacking options available to, to a club of our caliber, I reckon those who would probably find themselves out at Torquay in the near future. I mean, one thing like I'd we can... go, on. go on, Dave. I was going to say, one thing I would say, having seen uh, a lot of National League South teams score against us, uh, is that there is that's a... a bite. I don't care who you are. <laughs> that's a... A no, that that's me being self deprecating. That's, that's what that is. Um, um, is that there's a lot of talent. Do you remember Peterborough? And I, and I don't know if they still do it, but but Peterborough, when they went into the Football League, signed a lot of non-league players. Remember Craig McKell-Smith, Aaron McLean, those kind of players from non-league and took them into the Football League and they went on to have a great deal of success with it. I I, I would say this season, I'm hoping that um, someone's writing down who all these good players are and able to judge them in a far more um, uh, effective way than I am, but you look at the likes of well, we've kind of done it, haven't we? I mean, uh, Dylan Morgan um, mm. being an example. Jake Wannell, who I think played well against us in the FA Cup. Uh, Jay Falston. Um, They'll all be in the Matrix. Yeah, on exactly. the Matrix. Yeah, on the Matrix I, I, Matrix. You'd like to you'd like to think that um, there's a few. There's mm. a few. Um, I feel who, like we need a. A goalie type signing, but I don't know if we'd already had the goalie type signing in Pearson and Morgan. But you know how when we signed Gawley or even Adam Stansfield and just signed someone who just put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. Mm. By the I... way, completely aside to this, but that um, uh, Doncaster game that uh, Chris put on. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go on Green and White Goals is on 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 Twitter or on YouTube and look up the um, uh, Doncaster Four uh, Yeovil Five game. Uh, I mean, it is filmed on a potato, but they only filmed things on potatoes back then. But uh, Adam Stansfield's goal, I think, is the fourth one. It's an absolute screamer. It's oh, forgot. skivos, isn't it? Skivos said, from yeah, outside yeah, yeah. the box. I, for I forgot how good those goals were, and I was there. Um, but yeah, and we won that one. So mm. yeah, I loved the commentary. I loved yeah. the commentary. Oh, yeah. oh, the fact the commentary just stopped. <laughs> like, oh, oh, that will come in. Yeah, I can't. Be, oh. Oh, that wasn't dear. me either. That wasn't me either. By the no, way, for those and, listening and then, on the audio, maybe just hear him go. No, I'm going to Barnsley. <laughs> like that. That sounded like Ben, but yeah. Ah, oh, damn. Uh, very good. Uh, Mr. Pro Pilot also wants to know a realistic signing in terms of a bench centre back. Austin Booth from Torquay. <laughs> Just kicking Take a man while he's down. Which League 2 player should we sign in the summer? Joe Day. Uh, yeah, Joe Day. Um, weirdly, I was looking at a League 2 player the other day and thinking, why isn't he playing more? And then I saw he's out of contract. And then, and then, and then, Bailey no, It might be Bailey Cargill. No. Um, Oh, name. Oh, he was come at on. I was going to go in with then, then you re remember the court order and you couldn't, then you had to walk away. Would have been better if I'd have said it straight. Harry, Harry Pell. 
at oh, Wimbledon. Yeah. He he is. I think he's the poopowser that uh, Ian spoke about. Um, that's that's day. that's why I yeah. found myself down a like a lower league Robbie Savage, isn't he? Yeah, he, I found myself down a Wikipedia flash scores rabbit hole, and he cropped up. He's at Wimbledon, so Skivo can put in a word. He is out of contract in the summer. He's 33. He hasn't played much. He's either been a, uh, like an unused sub or just a few minutes from the bench. He could get released in theory. Need somewhere to go. Harry Pell is the answer. Yes. I love it when I can actually answer these. When would League One or League Two? I don't, don't, I don't know. Akayo Saka, I reckon. Right. But he's not League yeah. Two either. And he's not centre back. But I'm, I'm with Ian. I've been watched him on match of the day yes, last night. Jesus Christ. Okay, on the Facebook, uh, Dan Cabell. Sound like my uh, dad. I was, here we go. I was born in Wales in April 82. I went on, went on to make 45 appearances, scoring eight goals across a four-year period. Leaving Yeovil Town in 2004, I later came back for a brief period in the backroom staff. Who am I? And I say I'm not going to answer this one because Dan did message me and tell me what the answer was in case the two of you didn't get it. But I know... Left in 2004. Yeah, I know if Steve Cotton is listening to this, he will be screaming the answer. At who left in 2004? So who didn't win the league with us? Did Critz get? Did Critz leave that year? He wasn't born in Wales, was he? No. Who didn't uh... win the league? Yeah, yeah, you're right. He didn't win the league with us. Did he? Someone didn't listen to the Glover's Pass. He won the the FA Cup with us. No, he didn't. Won the FA Cup. FA Trophy. FA Trophy with us. I must have have missed (laughs) that run to Wembley. Sorry, I I was back with Bakayo Saka again. (laughs) He won in the FA Cup with us. Came back on it in a... Yeah. It was such a brief spell, you probably didn't even realise it happened. Under Darren Way. Go on. Who was it? I'm going to look silly here, I think. Go on. I want to say Chris Giles. No. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Chris Giles. But like very short period of time back. And I, I remember that. Like, he was definitely not very tall. short. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a he's like an ultra marathon runner now. Yeah. He does um like holistic Ultra therapies marathons. and ultramarathons. Um yeah, like he like a triathlete. There you go. He he might be a good glover's past. Yeah. He might. Um Paul Birch, did you upset the homekeeper? He was a bit full of it at the end. Very classy, wasn't he? Dave, did you see any you, of this? Hooliganing hooliganing again. No, it wasn't hooliganing him, but um when and to be fair, he didn't really get any grief from anyone that I heard and I mean uh, my hearing is not optimum by any stretch of the imagination but um, I didn't hear but he did uh, take it upon himself to turn around and punch the air and uh, and celebrate in front of us but you know being 12 points behind us obviously his kind of thing but there we go he um, is ju- just happy to have a home semi-final in the playoffs yeah and who can well, blame him given, given their uh Home, home record of you know, Saturday withstanding, uh, maybe not. If you mm. listen to the uh, 
Louis, the Chelsea fan, he, he just wanted to play every game away, I think. <laughs> he would be much happier if they just played everyone away. On a 4G pitch, he is the man who likes 4G pitches, oh, if we were wondering yeah. who it was. Uh, last one here from Ryan Croucher. Do you have something lucky? doesn't have to be football related. My lucky green and white shoes up until yesterday were unbeaten in 21. Presume Mr. Fault. Coates being at the game may have had a negative effect on their lucky powers. Yeah, you can hang them up. I think um, uh, Ryan's shoes sound like they're to blame for Saturday, I would have thought. Well, 21 look. unbeaten until Saturday, though, Dave. 21 unbeaten? Yeah. Uh, I, Do you I, have anything I... lucky? Not particularly. Yeah. No? I don't think I've ever had it. I'm no. Not a superstitious person, particularly. So. No. I mean, if you find something, take it to the next game you go to <laughs> hmm. mix it up a bit um I, I don't really i always used to have number 10 everything like all my social ids and um i always used to wear number 10 when i played football i've always considered the number 10 to be my lucky number but for no play football? Uh, occasionally um but for no real reason a goalkeeper with number 10 on no so that's a yellow card no when i played outfield oh you play outfield yeah for who for a lot of teams in the past when I was much younger than I am now. Do you ever score any goals? Uh, occasionally, one or two. <laughs> or 30. Don't like to talk about it. <laughs> uh, it crops up in every now and again. Ask Ryan Peasland, he, he, he'll tell you. Um, I didn't realise, just on a little scroll here through Transfermarkt, Ollie Thomas, when we played when on his debut, was the is the third youngest player in the National League South this season. There you go. Didn't realize he was that young. Mm. He was only 18, isn't he? 18 and eight days. Third youngest player to have played in the National League South this season. Who's Sorry. the youngest? Um, Archie Hatcher of Dover, who was 17 years, 11 months and four days. And in, behind, in between them was Freddie Hockey, who's clearly playing the wrong sport, um, who was 18 years, who played on his 18th birthday. For Chelmsford oh. against Havant and Waterlooville. Uh, Jefferson Lewis, at 44 years, 6 months and 11 days, was the oldest. Is he still playing? Well, apparently he played for... Apparently he played for Slough. He he has played for every team in the history of football, I think. If you hmm. look at his... um, If you look at his Wikipedia, go down... <laughs> I was going to go say go down his Wikipedia rabbit hole, but he, um, you will you will see that he's played for an awful lot of things. I think he to Oxford. He scored for Oxford in an FA Cup game. Jefferson Louis, hmm. maybe he did something in the FA Cup once. Should we talk about this after? Yeah, yeah sorry. sorry. Yeah. Is there any more questions? Cheers, everyone. <laughs> no, that's it. That's that's oh, it. Well. Okay. <laughs> Bye. See ya. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, go!